Welcome to Spartan Up Podcast. I am Joe DeSena, the founder and CEO of Spartan, and we are your resiliency partner. That means we want to rip you off the couch, we want to get you motivated, we want to get the juices flowing and get you out of your comfort zone doing things you really want to do, but something's holding you back. Today we're talking to Mo Monahan. She is a mentor of mine. 20 years ago, 20 plus years ago, I raced with her around the world. We did crazy races, the Iditarod, um, uh, Raid the North, the Yucatec, you name it. Anything crazy, anything dangerous, we were doing together. She's full of piss and vinegar. She's from Ireland. She's got an accent. She's tough to decipher. But, but a lot of what she believes in, a lot of her upbringing seeped into me, which seeped into Spartan. So I learned a lot from her. I think you're going to learn a lot from her. Stay till the end. You're going to apply some of that piss and vinegar to your own life. And who knows where it'll lead. This episode of the Spartan Up Podcast is brought to you by Shady Rays Sunglasses, built for adventure. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the code SPARTAN to get 50% off when you order two pairs of sunglasses from Shady Rays. We are here for Spartan Up Podcast with a blast from the past, Mo Monahan, who basically, if you don't know it, she was my inspiration for doing Spartan, for doing all this stuff. Now, how could that be? We were teammates. She was kind enough to let me on her team, God, in the 90s, in the 90s, to race alongside her. She was like a super athlete coming from the mountain bike discipline. And and you, know, you notice I used the word was. And I just, I'm sorry, I just like messing with her. But she's, um, she's tough as nails. She eats barbed wire for breakfast. Mm-hmm. And she gave me an ethos, a methodology uh, that helped create Spartan. So, so where did that come? Like, give me your background. Where, where were you born? Well, born in the fields of Ireland. So a natural playground for venture racing. So... To me, when I first did my first venture race, and I said, it's no different than tramping around the wet old fields of Ireland. Because Ireland's a, 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 a wet mess. It's a wet mess and cold and miserable and damp at times. So if you're a kid and you grow up in that kind of environment, you're naturally a little more rugged? Yes, your toes and feet are cold and you're uncomfortable. All yeah, the time? Not all the time, but good enough, you know. And all you eat is potatoes? Spuds. Spuds, not potatoes. Spuds. spuds. And all you drink is beer? For breakfast and dinner. <laughs> But 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 so so I mean there is some truth to that right I mean as a kid you just you you're a little tougher than than a kid that grows up on Park Avenue oh by far yes and so so there is a benefit to being um, uncomfortable well for venture racing for sure but for life for life yeah well you can always learn it but it's nice to grow up with it and it not be a surprise when you have to endure it so as parents I mean you're a parent now do yes. you do you Based on that, do you have your kids get uncomfortable? No. <laughs> Why? Because you were uncomfortable and you don't want them to be? No. I want them to be their own people. I don't want to force my sport on them. I right. see lots of parents do that, and I'm not going to force that on them. I'm more into my children enjoying the environment, which is kind of dwindling away from us. <laughs> the environment, you mean getting outside, climbing mountains? No, and just... no. The actual global warming. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Yeah, you so, don't know where I am now. No, yeah, well, you're in Durango now. I, yeah, I'm in Durango, but you don't know where I am anymore. I don't know. I don't know where you are yeah, in your head. We haven't seen each other for what seven years? At least seven years. So, so but before we start hugging and all that, um, <laughs> I just want to get back to. I want to get back to. You're in Ireland. You grow up in in, in a tough environment, 
and and you find a mountain bike. Yes. How does that happen? Well, it happened because I wanted to travel the world, and I just happened to be a good athlete by accident. I was riding my bike 60, 70 miles a day, just going to school and going to work. And people were going, no way, are you riding that far? And they said, well, do a race. And I did a race, and I won. And I said, oh, this is great. So I started traveling, doing it, and I was just good enough of an athlete. And I said, this is my vehicle to travel the world. So you were biking uh, to work. Uh, was it a means of necessity? You didn't have means a car? Means of necessity. Correct. Isn't that awesome? So, so there's so many people in the world, right? Certainly in third world countries that are walking 10 miles to school each right. day. And, and we would look at them as like super athletes. And they're just like, well, this is how I get to work. Yeah, that's what I do all day. And so you were just doing what you did every day. And it turns out you were great at it. Yeah, it just happened to be. I was stubborn. You know, that's what's really worked for me. I'm very stubborn. Don't tell me not to do it because I'll do it. That's awesome. And so then from there, you're like, you know what? This is pretty cool. Yeah. I'm going to travel the world. Yeah. And then we bumped into each other. Yes, we did. And, and About 15 years after I'd been racing. Wow, 15 yeah. years of mountain bike racing. Mountain bike and road racing. And then I just was getting into adventure racing. I was there a few years, maybe two or three, four years. I can't remember exactly. And then we met through another person. To another person. Yeah. And you were like, I don't really like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's a little soft for me, but he's got a credit card. And, and <laughs> nah, that's a little unfair, but... Um, you were you were wanting to do you were wanting to the experience of um, adventure racing somehow or another you had it in your mind that you wanted to do this so you sought out some people and I that, that you sought out a person that sought out me for to take for to help you get there you, be, you became like and we my, were like your babysitters yeah you, you were my babysitter you became yeah. my mentor yeah. what's funny though when i think about it is in my childhood i found bmx ah. and um i was 13 and my mother wouldn't uh take me to a race and so i biked there 70 miles on a bmx bike wow and i raced <laughs> yeah. and i biked home and so yeah. and so there's a little bit of wiring i had yeah. that right because yeah. it, it takes a special kind yeah a determination a bullheadness i'm doing this i want to do this it's a it's yeah it's a force in you it's a force and so you and i then got to travel the world we did which was awesome and in such a great way i mean i love museums and love everything else but to see it and to be with the people actual people who live there and see the sunsets the sunrises the, the the terrain, the noises of the jungles. I mean, it was just fascinating to me. In a slow, in a slow way. Yeah. As opposed to flying over it or just driving through it. And you learned every aspect of yourself, too, because you would hallucinate. You were not hidden. Your teammates totally got to know the best and the worst of you. There's no doubt about it. I yeah. mean, I, I remember laying down. We were in Switzerland, you and I. We were on a team. We were going probably 350 miles and I remember laying down in the snow and saying, I'm done. I'm, yeah. But yeah. done for me didn't mean like I want to quit the race. Done right, was yeah. like I just want to die right here. Yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> and, then, and then somehow you pick yourself up, right? And you guys push me through another mile or two miles. And then, and then before you know it, you eventually get to the finish line. And then for me anyway, I learned, oh, my God, the finish line always comes. Yes. You just got to put one foot in front of the other. Correct, yes. Right? Yeah. I loved the team aspect because you had to think of each other as a limb of yourself. You couldn't be an individual thought person. If I was stronger doing this, I'd help you. You're stronger doing that, you help me. Because we all had to get to the finish line together. Oddly enough, you I always like end that. up helping me. 
I didn't end up helping you very much. <laughs> I, I know. We all helped each other. You had I, like my backpack on, your backpack. I think somebody else's backpack. You'd give up your food. I'd eat your food. Oh, that's right. You did have a ferocious appetite at the I, beginning. I did have <laughs> at the beginning. But then your body it. gets adapted and you can work on so much less calories. I remember one race we were doing and um, we were rationing M&Ms. <laughs> Every hour we could have an M&M each. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you talking my ear off about this place before it ever was. The farm. The farm. Really? Yeah. And your wife and your kids. Oh, we were in a race, and we're I was in a telling race. you about the farm? Yeah, and you had, you. Uh, I was like, oh, Joe. All right, he talked, and he talked. At one point, you were kind of a little bit delirious, delir- delir- delirious, delirious. And you walked around the field and said, what the feck are you doing, Joe? One way, let's go this way. And you're talking about your wife, and you were talking about this farm you're going to have, your kids. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. Oh, my gosh. So even yeah. before it happened? Yeah, even before it happened, like oh, years wow. before. So I visualize it. So if you're listening out there, it's important to visualize yeah. the things you want to happen. Yeah. Right? Because you were visualizing Durango, Colorado. Oh. And then you got there. I did. I got there. Right. Yes. And so that's what you got to do. A lot of people a lot of people are going through life and they don't know where they're going. They don't have a point in the distance to go towards. And so they never get there. Yeah. I don't know. Some kids don't have the opportunity to know to do that. To know, right. No, that's true. Yeah. That's true. And I mean, so, my life has totally changed since we were together 7, 8, 10 years ago since I last saw you. Really? I mean, I totally got into children and my community and randy and i started fostering we've had like 37 kids come through our home we've learned all about our community and drugs and and children and how they survive and adapt and and how it's such an early age even in the womb how it makes a difference yeah you know i i had we just happen to be lucky to have fairly good parents you know we had we, we we got very very lucky that's a fair that's a fair statement i was with somebody recently who comes across a lot of Eastern European children who are up for adoption. And they said it's a really tough situation because with the Eastern Europeans this person has come across, they've never had a love connection at all to a parent. And so that's a very hard cycle. Attachment to, disorder. Yeah, yeah, there's attachment disorder. Yeah. So that's a tough one. So you're right. I mean, we, we, we won the lottery. Yes, we did win the lottery. And we have to remember that. Yeah. yeah. Because to me, sports is a... A very selfish and self-centered thing. It's an individual thing. I think it's a very individual therapy thing, which sports is a great for therapy. Yeah. To, to take out your own turmoil. And we had the luxury of doing that. Yeah, and I had the luxury of you um, <laughs> imparting your turmoil on me. <laughs> Get your arse over here, Joe, for f***ing sake. For sake. Non-stop <laughs> screaming. That's um, not true. That's so but um, but really, I got to thank you because I think I think the DNA and the ethos of Spartan and a death race, which is going on right here on the farm, comes from your attitude. Oh well, and I say thank that you. and I say thank that you, with Joe. love, not with yeah. not with no. You you you'll see. I'll scream at the participants. I accept nothing other than excellence, and uh, it was the way you were towards our team. I remember. I remember. Uh, Feeling sick. Are you pissing blood yet? If you're not pissing blood, you keep going. And so that's something I say to people. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I mean, life is like that, right? Like, what, are you kidding me? You push through, push through. I, and I, I get a lot of that from my mother. I, she's still in my head. You got two arms, two legs, and a half a brain. You're fine. Get on with it. Right. You know, and she's because my it's greatest easy to quit. teacher. It is. So 
just be glad you have a pair of shoes put on a pair of feet. I mean, I always go to the extreme whenever I'm thinking about, um, I'll never get to be here again to do this again. So shut up and quit your moaning and get going, you know? Yeah. We're very fortunate. Yeah. And, but, but a lot of people can't, can't do that. They can't, they don't have that frame of reference. Right. But I, um, I think if you can do that, it's an awesome gift. In other words, if the Wi-Fi is not working on the airplane, uh-huh. but you say to yourself, well, thank God I'm not in a bike seat, <laughs> right? Now, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Then you can't complain yeah. about your current yeah. situation. That's where I always go to. Right? Yeah. And you, another thing you taught me was um, if you're not cold, you're wearing too much. If you're not tired, you're sleeping too much. If you're not hungry, you're eating too much. And, and I just chant that to myself. Cold, wet, and hungry. Cold, wet, and hungry, right? Go light and fast. And it's a good place to be. It's very, it's very enlightening, really, to be where you just want water, food, and shelter, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, as opposed to dealing with all the things we deal with in a regular life. Well, it makes us realize that we don't need all that crap. We don't need it. We just don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you and I uh, go run up the mountain quick and come back and do the second you half of the You want me to test out my new titanium knees? You got two new two knees. Two titanium knees so I, can, so I can go play with my kids longer in my life. See, you've always mm. taken those little advantages to win races. So rather than use regular knees like we all titanium. have, you put in titanium yeah, knees. Yeah, you bet your bionic woman. You didn't want the aluminum bike. You had to have the titanium. <laughs> hey, Spartans, we'll get right back to your interview. I'm Zach Evnish, the Thursday host of Spartan Way, and I want to share a message in today's sponsor, ShadyRays.com. I'm wearing a pair of their sunglasses. Here's another pair of their sunglasses. These sunglasses are built for Spartans. They're built for adventure. We've got some awesome things that make this company very unique. Number one, they're polarized. They've got an ultraviolet 400, so they're going to protect your eyes from the sun. We always talk about being healthy, taking care of our health, and sometimes our eyes is something that we're not really thinking about. But if you're training outdoors, running, even when you're mountain biking through the trails, you want to protect your eyes. Number two, if you break them or lose them or damage them in any way, they've got the strongest warranty out there where they will replace them free of charge, no question asked. Let me just tell you our special offer that's exclusive for Spartan listeners and viewers. They are giving a 50% discount when you order two pairs of sunglasses from ShadyRays.com. It's basically two for the price of one. You could go to ShadyRays.com. Pick out your two sunglasses, one for you, one as a gift for somebody else, or hey, maybe both for you. I'm not judging. And it's 50% off using the code SPARTAN. All right, we haven't seen each other in seven or eight years. What's going on in your head? What are you passionate about? And that was a hell of a hike. Those titanium knees are unfair. (laughs) (laughs) Bionic woman. I'm passionate about uh, children now because they are our future, of course. (laughs) I know a pun in that. Um... I really think it's hard for children to grow up right now with uh, technology, and they're not getting outside enough. So sports should be a must in most children's life, I believe. I think it helps them. It helped me, and it helped them get through some of their hard times. I deal with teenage, very broken children, and I want to cry every day because I have such a lust for life. And they feel so doomed. So just keep going. 
just keep going one foot in front of the other as you said joe why, why do you think they feel doomed like what they just don't know that I there's they, light at the end of the tunnel yes i think it's you know i don't know it's probably a lot of uh things they've had to endure previously in their lives not having a level playing ground like a lot of kids have i mean i work with kids who have issues so patience patience is something that we have to learn patience as a kid no patience as adults to deal with to deal deal with with kids because we always want to force our opinions our side our stuff on them so you think I'm a little aggressive? I wake my kids up at 5.30 a.m. every morning. Yeah, and, and shove them. garlic in their mouth I make, at the age that. of two. You remember that? Yeah, at the age of two, <laughs> shove garlic. Yes, call them I, fireball. I don't want them I, to get. I don't want them to get sick. Well, I'm glad that your kids are still <laughs> loving sports because I was thinking, oh, my gosh, they're going to go the they're opposite. They're going to hate it. Yeah, yeah. they're going to hate it. Well, it's really simple for them because there's no choice. <laughs> they, they can do anything they want when they're 21. Well, I have to say, two of my kids love mountain biking, and I'm so excited. And That's I great. Probably because you backed off. I backed off, and I, I did kind of make them co- go with me occasionally, and they had fun, and they started to learn and put them into a couple of camps. Because, Mama, it's hard when Mama or Dad it's pushes no, no them. Doubt. No it doubt is about his it. heart. But I'm glad that they have that, and they're loving it, and we have that together. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, I've always um, tried to manage that balance of pushing too hard, and then they push back. Yes. Versus... Um, they're not mountain biking today. I'm pit, like, yeah. so it's a tough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Get your arses out. Yeah. Your shaches. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but I guess, I guess there's a component to parenting where it's back off. Yeah. Back off. Yeah. So what are you doing with these teenagers? What are you telling them? The teenagers that are, uh, that are having tough times. Well. What, how do you mentor them? Not very easily. It's, it's very difficult. Um, there's no, there's no. One there's no book. All. There's yeah. no. There's no instructions. There's nothing, and not one person can help these children. Sometimes it's multiple people. There's no. There's no book. There's no instructions. You don't know what the one sentence is going to be that sticks right. with that kid. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's fair. So That's back to when we raced, Joe. Yes. You taught me a lot. Did I? Yes. What did I teach to you? To be patient too. Really? Yeah. Because wow. you're more stubborn at times. I'm pretty stubborn. Oh, so you had to learn patience to deal with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I'm I'm not stubborn at times. I'm stubborn all the time. Yeah. But, but I'm learning. You, but, but you are so amazing at getting people together. And, I don't know how and, that is. And coming up with amazing ideas. So um, that, that, I, that's you know an what? extra talent that you have that you've, you've Ideas spread. are not amazing until they're amazing. Oh, well, until you actually put them into play. Well, no, what I mean by that is, is, is I think, I think uh, people that come up with ideas are considered crazy. But then when it works, right. it's like, it's oh. It's not crazy. Oh, Why didn't I do that? Why not think of that? Exactly. Yeah. And so, and so um, I think with me, if there's anything to learn there, and there might not, might not be anything, but if there's anything to learn there, it's that because I have so many ideas and I try so many things, of course, a few work. Yeah, of few, course, a few, few right? A few will. A few always work. Yeah. And so I think the lesson there is um, just try stuff. Yeah. Just yeah. do stuff. Yeah. Don't Experience. get stuck. Experience them, yeah. Um, do you remember when you had a lot of your f- buddies? I don't know, but I'd be landed in a race with like two or three strange, handsome young men from New York. Yes. And I'd yeah. be in whatever part of the world. Yeah. Getting to know them. Yeah. Going through the races. I remember. Yeah. My crazy buddies. My Wall Street buddies. Yeah, your yeah. Wall Street buddies. They were... Uh, Tough, gorgeous, handsome men, <laughs> and they would be coming back. Crying. Not crying. I'm thinking, Joe, you've lost these clients. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> tails between their legs. I, I actually, I don't know if you remember. I never f- asked you, how did they fare out afterwards when they went home? to. Well, there's a, I mean, a lot of them are doing it uh, famously well. I left Wall Street, but some are still making $20, 25000000 million a year. I mean, they've done very well financially. Um, I think secretly many, many people in that part of the world are jealous of, of the adventurous stuff. Yeah. Because you could be sitting in a desk uh, in New York City and and making that kind of money, but really, you're, you're, you want to be out here. Every human being wants to so, be out So, yeah, here. I mean, you were giving these people experiences of lives. They thought they were just buff and strong, but you say, come on, let's just go out here, do a race, and they'd rock climb and be terrified going down on a, on a rope. Game-changing. And so I just was curious, did... I hope they took a lot from it. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. I mean, we're and by the way, the friendships you build going through those hard times are much better than friendships you build at a bar yeah. or a restaurant or dinner, right? Well, so, I would say we get to play, but in war, which is war. I mean, I always say that what we do is like war without the war. Right. We do make the connections and friendships. In actual war, they that's where they make their friendships, really deep friendships. So, no, da- no doubt about it. Yeah. So we, we do our war play. War play. War play. Absolutely. A luxurious. Luxurious war play. It's mm-hmm. like glamping. Yeah. We do glamping. Glamping. <laughs> I like that. That's a good word. Yeah. So, so, um, so what's next? Paint. Oh, paint. Color is my world. Really? Yeah. Like I've an actual, painting. like an artist. You're an artist. I mean, it's a fascinating world for me where where somebody is able to take creativity, put it on canvas, mm-hmm. and then turn it into dollars. Yeah. That's and that's where my fear is. I'm afraid. I feel like when I first venture race, the fear of I'm there now again in my life to art. I want to put myself out there but it's a huge thing because you're afraid of rejection you think deep down inside well because there's so many other great people who am i to say i'm good right more so than that i mean you look at some of the art that sold for millions of dollars you wouldn't look at it and say oh that's incredible art sometimes you go what kind of shit what is that that? (laughs) what is that right so so i wouldn't i if i were you i'd kill i'd use the fear as fuel yeah as fuel so again you take that from adventure racing and yeah yeah and just push through it yeah, push through it, Joe. Push through it. All right, come on. Let's get to some lessons here that they could take home. So, so um, I mean, I could rattle off all the lessons I learned from you, uh, but I think everybody could use a little cold, hungry, and tired. Again, everybody should get out of their comfort zone. Yeah. Don't, life is too short. Don't be waiting for another life after this life. If you, if you think there is, fine. But what if it's not? Make this one really count. I like that. My, my, uh, I have a quote: uh, "Death is the price we pay for life, so make it worth it." So, make, I love that. Isn't that Absolutely, good? yeah. Every day, I, I feel like I've lived most of my life every day like it's my last. I am so passionate about breathing, looking, seeing. Just soaking it all up. Soaking it all up every day. So that's a big lesson that everybody can take away. Like, are you really soaking up life in your car and traffic? Every day, are you are you soaking life up in your cubicle? Yeah. Like, what do you like? Well, look at us. We're sitting out in this beautiful place right now. Yeah. Right. Your world can change. You can change your world. It's your choice. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. Life is not easy for most people. And I will never tell my kids you can be anything you want to be when you grow up. No, you won't. You can't. But you I'm can sorry. enjoy. But you can enjoy life. But you can enjoy life. You can choose to enjoy it. You can choose to go down the dark side, or you can choose to look at the bright side. And you always look at the bright side. I like to look at the bright side. There might be a couple times when I don't, but ninety-nine percent time, I'm looking at the bright side. I like that. And then the third is maybe help other people. Absolutely. When adventure racing, when I was feeling miserable, 
that's when I would go help my teammate, hold her hand, sing them a song. They're hurting. I'm hurting, but we can make it ease together. Right. That's like cadence, cadence in the military where, I mean, it goes way back to the Spartans, even be, where they would like sing through it to try to get through the tough times. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So sing, sing through it. Yeah. That was awesome. I wish I had my uh, partner, Johnny, Tim, and, and Sephra next to me, but they're out uh, scouring the earth for the next big interview. You know, it brought back a lot of memories for me. Mo and I probably raced 5,000 miles together and let's call it 20 countries and during that time there's a lot of bleeding there's a lot of feeling sorry for yourselves a lot of out of breath a lot of wanting to quit actually quit a race while I was out there with her and got to live with that the rest of my life which is why I I fight tooth and nail now not to quit at anything because quitting's forever um and you you just can't go back and unwind that but I realized that her piss and vinegar her little sayings her attitude seeped into me and it definitely seeped into Spartan. I'm remembering a moment here in Pittsfield where I had a buddy, Jason, I was trying to convince to do 100 miles on snowshoes. And he was about 45 miles in and he was broken. And he was laying on the ground. And I remember just kicking him and nudging him and getting him going and saying, dude, if you're not pissing blood, get going. And I probably had a little Irish accent in there unknowingly. Uh, and that came from Mo, right? So that, that Spartan the F up attitude um, she had. And what's interesting is... Um, I don't even know if she has it. I don't even, I don't even know if she knows she has it. I think, I think it came from her mom and her upbringing because a few years ago I was, I was in the Brecon Beacons, um, probably not too far from where she grew up, and the weather was awful. It's where the SAS train in Wales, and um, oh, God. I mean, we were out there. We had all the, the proper gear almost got blown off a mountain, dangerous as can be. Every year people die out there. After about 10 hours, we're, we're coming back to the start, and it's like torrential rain. I mean, it's biblical weather. And heading out on the course that we just did after 10 hours, and we are high-fiving, and we feel like SAS warriors. There is a grandmother with two young like grandchildren and a cane, no gear, no compass, no spotlights, no, no safety helicopter. And they're just going out as if it's a normal day. And so, you know, if you're a young child and you grew up in an environment like that, whether you're in Africa with the Maasai, right, or, or in China climbing some mountain every day to and from school, you just become wired differently. So I think Mo, I think Mo's just wired differently. I don't even think, I don't even think she knows that she's got grit and resilience oozing oozing out of her. So it was fun for me uh, to sit with her after not seeing her for seven, eight years and, uh, and realizing that a lot of my, my, my quirkiness probably comes not only from my mom and other people I met in life, but, but from Mo. Um, I, think, I think we all could take a little piss and vinegar and add it, add it to, our, to our life. And I think she's a wake-up call. If you're out there and you're listening to this, you're watching this, I think she's a wake-up call that that we all could use a little adventure. What's amazing, though, is she's also got, she's also got this ability to, to sympathize with, uh, with young children, right? She says to me, look, Joe, we won the lottery, right? You're, you're born, you're healthy, you've got good parents, you've got a leg up on life. And so even if she had a little more of a rugged upbringing, a little tougher weather, maybe some midges eating at her skin, um, still a huge leg up from other children that, uh, 
that don't have that. They don't necessarily uh, have somebody holding their hand and guiding them through life. So, so interesting to see that she's got, she's got both sides dialed in. Um, anyway, join the conversation. Check out Spartan Up Instagram. Tell us how she spoke to you, how you're going to apply some of this stuff to your life or what you're doing with your life, what questions you have. We want to hear it. Throw a backpack on today, rain or shine. Get out there and go do something. Breathe heavy. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Spartan Up. If you have goals, we're here for you with daily tips to keep you on track and interviews every Tuesday with inspiring, motivating people. The only thing we ask of you is to push yourself and push your limits and to help us get the word out. We're on a mission to rip 100 million people off the couch and give them the tools to keep going. So please tell your friends about us. Subscribe. Share it if you like this episode. See you next week.